This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. <sighs> Please. He's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, no, no. She's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to That Mill Podcast. I hope you're doing well. My name's Omar. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Mickey Simpson. Hello, pal. You all right? Yes, mate. I'm all good. I'm all good. Um, yeah, a bit delicate from yesterday, but all good. Yeah, I think if people can see... it's you, but I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm all right. The joys of um, putting on my face on camera, I feel really delicate today. I am definitely hungover, but, mate, we all won 2-1 yesterday at home to Blackpool. Our first week of the season... Great win, mate. And I think, obviously, we'll talk about it in the show today, but just relief to get over the line, isn't it, mate? I think we needed that. Um, and obviously, for us, to, hopefully, we can give us a chance to kick on now, really. Yeah, fingers crossed we can. We're going to the international break now with um, oh, with a bit of positivity and, and hopefully kick on. But, yeah, I think it's it's definitely papered over the cracks. There are some issues, but, again, we're, we'll address those uh, 
when we get into the show. So uh, hit we'll the button. We'll go into part one now then. And welcome to part number one of the show. I mean, to be honest with you, Mickey, I think this will be the only part of the show because uh, we're just going to talk in length about Mill getting a f- fucking win, mate. I'm, I'm buzzing on three, uh, two one win yesterday, three points. I'm stumbling my words. Everyone's happy, right? <laughs> Everyone's happy. If you want to see the um, the happiness on Omar's face, go on the YouTube channel and see the video yeah. what we posted yesterday. Um, yeah, it is a bit roughly put together because we were at the ground and we've done the edit on on <laughs> on foot. Uh, after plenty of beers so um we do apologize on that but look you know we thought you wanted it straight out so we put it straight out but you can see there's a few extra bits in there there's um there's the free kick in there from from Coblo lane angle um and there's the bit at the end so there's a bit of crowd in there and also you get to see omar um screaming and cheering and everything else so yeah it was, yeah. A, it was a good day it was it was an interesting day and it was uh it had everything what football should have it had the atmosphere, the annoyance, the the disappointment, the pissed off, the fuck ups, um, you know, changes which should have been made at 30, 35 minutes weren't made till fucking 50, 60 minutes. It was just, you know, it's the Millwall we love. Um, and we go watch week in, week out. You know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, mate. I mean, obviously, you know, let's talk about it. The team news, obviously, Matt Smith was in. He, he went for more of a kind of three man up That's top. what we wanted, didn't he? Yeah. We wanted a Fabian Smith. Smith up front. He's put him in. Um, but then he starts playing lob balls. <laughs> well, that's obviously because you've got Smith up there as a target man, haven't you? But obviously, he went with Smith and Jed and a Phobia up front. Kind of Phobia pick up on the left-hand side. Jed on the right. Smith up front. Midfield was obviously Keith and Belden Savile. Mitchell was playing right wing back with Malone left wing back. Ballard, Wallace and Cooper at the back with Bielkowski in goal. Mate, I mean, obviously, the red car comes early. It was Connolly sent off for Blackpool. And I think it was kind of the worst nightmare for us, in a sense, because obviously they just knew they had to kind of, you know, defend, gut the backs against the wall. But also the pressure's on us in that way, kind of, to get the result, I felt like. And, yeah, first half was a bit of a kind of a dead rubber, really. There weren't much to it, was there? No, no. And, and as soon as they lost their man, they just, you know, they looked as if they were taking it to us to a degree. But as soon as they lost their man, they just sat back and wanted to try and break on the on the attack. You know, kept going for the counter, um, and we were too defensive. Really, we didn't have enough people to punish him for that. Um, he should have made a change earlier than what he did. But you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and also you know, it's all right us armchair critics sitting here going, "Well, he should have done this, should have done that." We don't know what the players can and can't do. We don't know, you know, how fit the players are, whether or not they got the legs for, you know, 60, 60, 70 minutes changing them early. Um, so he does what he does and he's going to live and die by that sword. But, yeah, I think I think things need to change going forward. We need to play some more attacking football. I think, I think we've got the players there to get the balls in and, and have a go. But I just think it's one of those that if we're attacking more, then maybe we might put more away. But... Um, trying to lob the balls up is just reminiscent of um, Harris in his last few weeks. Do you know what I mean? It's just that, <laughs> that fucking lob ball mentality and it, and, and it doesn't work with Millwall. It just, it, it, it's never worked with Millwall. Um, I reckon we could have eight foot strikers and it still wouldn't work with Millwall. 
I think, um, yeah, it's, it was it's, it, it, in the in reality though, mate. I mean, the red card comes from a long ball. Smith flicks it on if Phoebe's there, and it, to be honest, if Phoebe's through on goal, you'd back him to score it. Yeah, I know it's I know it's not pretty on the eye, but I think we kind of needed that kind of performance yesterday, where like we were just up and at them. And I don't think I don't think it was the greatest of performances. Obviously, that, like I said, that you know the red card killed it for Mill in the first half. We didn't have much going forward. I think you know Phoebe had a good effort towards the end of the half. And aside from that, there was nothing really about it. I agree with you about changes because obviously, you know, we're down to they're down to ten men, and also we've got three central defenders on the pitch. He kind of needs to fit, mix things up a little bit and go a bit more for the gung ho. He goes for a back four, obviously. After a while, I think he brings on uh, Mahoney, doesn't he? Uh, around the fifty-five minute mark, um, and obviously fifty-seven, I think it was. But yeah, yeah, well, yeah, around that time anyway. But uh, Mahoney comes on. We go to back four: Ballard right back, Wallace and Cooper at the back with Malone left back. And I think it made a big difference, didn't it? You know, it was kind of more kind of going going for the going for the game, really, wasn't it? And obviously we yeah. went one 0 down, um, but you know, thankfully we kind of pulled it around, mate. Yeah, um, I think Bart fucked up that their goal. I think it yeah. shouldn't have been their goal. I think if he'd have if he'd have managed to um, keep hold of it, maybe he needs a new pair of gloves. You know, a bit more sticky <laughs> on there or something. Do you know what I mean? Ne- needs to be like the old cartoon. Needs to stick him in that vat of glue first. Um, because it was literally a fumble. We were right there in front of it. We we saw it probably about ten foot in front of us. So mm-hmm. if 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 he had a caught hold of that, that wouldn't have been a goal. It was just literally the player who, who tried to jump in with him. He he just managed to get another foot, kick it back out in front of the goal, and then the other player just slots it in, and Bart was well off position. Um, these things happen, but to be fair, that's probably the last fuck up like that was probably. Martin, where he allegedly decided to throw it in his own goal against Brighton on the <laughs> FA Cup. Um, and then he fucked off to Vermin across the river. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, you can't change it. It is what it is. It's happened. But luckily enough, we went on and um, and got two more goals. Jed's um, reminisce of 2016 free kick against Blackpool. Same position pretty much. He's, this time he sticks it top corner. Mm-hmm. And then Jake scoring... Um, which I know for a few pals of mine, he's uh, he's one of a few quid. Um, they always hmm. bet on Jake, Jake to score every game, and I keep saying Jake to score every game. But you know there are quite a few Millwall fans out there who put you know five or ten or on him, and he's always at least ten to twelve to one to score every game. So um, you know once he does score, it's worthwhile. A couple of times a, a year, you'll get a result. So uh, yeah. He's definitely a good value, isn't he? I think, obviously, to kind of go for a goal, obviously, set-piece threat, as always. Um, it was great for him to get a goal because, obviously, he struggled last week against Cardiff. And I think, you know, yesterday was much better for him. I think their goal was a bit easy. You know, we kind of just kind of stood off him. I think he skipped past Keaton Bell, player, runs forward. Like you said, it's a fortunate kind of fumble, goes their way, 1-0. But, yeah, mate, that free kick was top draw from Dredge, wasn't it? Like, we was begging for a moment where, like, we could have someone to count on. I think, you know, I feel like yesterday, a lot of it, I'm not going to be negative, but it feels like it papers over the cracks a little bit, I do have to say. Yeah, but we needed that win. We needed someone to stand up and make it count. And obviously, Jed's obviously getting the goal with a free kick and then a great assist, obviously, for Cooper's goal. Um, I think, you know, just Jed highlights how important he is to this team, mate. No, definitely. And I mean, you know, like Rat said in his um, patch match, post-match interview, you know, um, it's the pressure. You know, the fact that Jed put that there, knowing that, whatever happened, he needed to score that to bring us back into the game. Uh, and the level of pressure and everything else, what must have been on him to score that, and the fact that he scored it in a class way that he did, and the fact that it reminisced exactly the same goal 
he scored against them in 2016 just shows really the level of skill that guy has. But I, I do believe that he's, he's playing each game at the moment like it's his last game for us. Do you know what I mean? He's coming round, he's cheering the crowd, he, he's clapping the, cla- clapping the crowds and everything else. I just, you know, I can't wait for the 31st of August to, to stop, <laughs> be done with. And then we know we've got him at least then till the summer transfer window or, or the January transfer window, haven't we? So at least then he can probably settle down, get into his football and then see what happens come January. But yeah, it does feel as if um, he's playing, he's, he, you know, he's playing each game is possibly his last game for us and wants to go out on a on a bang. So what's that now with him? Is that two and two, three and three? It's three two two, goals it? in five for games this season. So three goals in five games or whatever yeah. it is, isn't it? So, you know, obviously goal gets QPR, goal gets Blackburn and now goal yesterday and an assist, obviously. Yeah. Um, quickly trying to get towards these numbers of last season. If anything, if he keeps this up, mate, you know, you're right. I, I think, I don't think he plays like it's his last game, but I do think like he is showing he's worth of the cause though. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's not just a case of, you know, he doesn't want to be here. He's not putting the effort in. He's 100% just honouring his contract to the minimum. Oh, absolutely. Uh, He's honourable like that. Yeah, definitely. He's he's playing his contracts and he's playing his football as best as he can. But you just see that, you know, the way he goes around afterwards and his passion and his enthusiasm for us. I mean, when he come up, he come right up to us, didn't he? Right up to the the wall next to where we were sitting. And and you could just see the passion in him. You know what I mean? Um, Little Sam Burrows, it was chasing him with the, obviously doing the match content um, stuff for the club was right behind him and then chasing him around the, around the ground. But, um, yeah, no, look, you, you, again, you'll see him come up. It's on the uh, on the match vlog, um, what Kai did um, for yesterday's game. And then uh, both of us make a guest appearance um, at the end and the end of uh, end of match part of that clip. So, yeah, if you, you want to have a look at that and you're listening to it on a podcast, you can see our gorgeous faces. We are on the YouTube channel too. So uh, <laughs> get on there and make sure you subscribe and tick the bell. I think that's what they say, isn't it? That's it, mate. I think um, I'm just looking back at the game and thinking about it now. Like, it wasn't, there wasn't many standouts yesterday, mate. Like I, I, like I said, I don't want to be negative, but I do feel like we, we need that win, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like we could, the amount of confidence we can hopefully take from that, like you, like, you know, like we were saying earlier, and like Rout was saying, the pressure as well. You know, hopefully we can take that kind of confidence into the next game. West Brom's going to be a tough one, obviously West Brom away. But I think it's just, it makes everyone happy going into the international break, knowing there's two weeks off. But also, you know, we've got that win to kind of get the hoodie off our back, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a nice relief going into, going into that two-week break, knowing that you've had the win. But again, it must be a piss of thinking, we should have really, I mean, this was potentially an easy game to seal up. Um, but I agree with Rao. I think we played better against Blackburn than we did against Blackpool. And Blackpool yeah. had 10 men. Um, but, you know, history proves itself. We are fucking dog shit at playing against teams with 10 men. Yeah, well, at least we got the win, though, I suppose, isn't it? I think, you know, I'm thinking back, like, Savile, I thought he was all right yesterday, wasn't he? I thought we had a good game, but you didn't like him there? Didn't I just think, it, I, I think, I think potentially there's rumour that he had covid and I think that he's a few weeks behind um, the rest of the players on fitness. He, he's, he doesn't look the player who he used to be. Um, he doesn't seem to be able to to get the ball and run with it that well. Um, he just doesn't seem to be fit. And I'll put that down to, I'm not going to say that his skill levels have dropped because I don't think they have. I'm, I'm, I would honestly say 
more so probably something around fitness that is a couple of weeks behind. And hopefully this international would have helped him. But I think he's potentially being called up for Northern Ireland anyway, isn't he? So yeah, he maybe some more intensive national training. Um, and if he gets some minutes there, then maybe that will make him a little bit better um, and, and bring him up to level. But uh, he's definitely a shell of a shell of the player we had with him before. Um, but hopefully it's just a glip. And maybe it's because of COVID and it's hit him and he's not necessarily right back there on fitness yet. But, you know, it'll only get better through the season. I thought we had a better game, though. I, I, I know what you're saying. Like, he's not obviously up to speed. I can kind of go with that a little bit. Um, but I thought, you know, it was more from him there that you can kind of see, like, he's fitting into what we're doing. I think he enjoyed playing in the midfield too as well and kind of having more share in the middle. Mm. Instead of kind of, like, venturing left and right, you had kind of had, you know, the whole midfield to kind of reign with Keith DeBelt. Um Obviously, being down to 10 men helped him have a better game, I suppose, because, you know, we've got more of the ball and we're looking after it. But is he, uh, better, is he better on the side, though? Maybe. Does he have three options on the side? Because yesterday, the biggest problem we had yesterday, we kept running the balls out the wing and not through the centre. Mm-hmm. When they were they were more open in the centre. We we could have probably got more balls through the centre and up than we could on the wings, but we just kept going on the wing. And we weren't, you know, we had plenty of players open on one side, and we choose the opposite side to run the ball up. Yeah, that's true. I think, but I know what you're saying. I think it also like he he's he is a useful player to have in the middle with Keithton Bell, though. I think Keithton Bell obviously just loves to tackle, doesn't he? And I I think yeah, he don't have the legs, does he? He has the no. legs. To take so he needs someone next to him to put him run. I think Savile's there to do his running a little bit. I think he can be box to box in that sense. And also, like, Savile played well in the midfield too under Harris. Like, I think, you know, he, he has that kind of... He he does, he does well to re-second balls and gets gets kind of on the front foot a lot for us. Um, but what did you make of Mahoney when he came on yesterday, mate? I thought he, you know, he didn't. He came on and obviously showed in sparks what he's about. Um, some good set-piece deliveries as well. And obviously, what the goal obviously led to, you know, him crossed it in and obviously Jed then put it back in as well for Cooper. I think, you know, he showed a little bit about maybe what he could be there for Mahoney. I think the game changed. I think he, he helped change the game a bit. We looked slightly um, better, but not not great. But we looked slightly better um, when he came in. But again, that, that swap should have happened. There's no disrespect to Mitchell, though, because um, that's who he came on for, wasn't he? He swapped with Mitchell, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Mitchell was was good yesterday, but I think he just needed to do the swap to, to move a few players around because um, he swapped. Didn't he swap... Murray and um gone. <laughs> now, but he swapped two players around to play different positions. He, he put Ballard right back, didn't he? So he put Ballard mm. right back and then he put Ballard's class though, team, isn't he? Yeah. Ballard is really. Yeah, I, I mean, being honest, um Ballard could probably be in the Arsenal team now because they don't seem to have anyone really like him there. They they could probably need him there, but you know, they've loaned him out to us and he's doing us a a fucking job at the minute. I think he's highly regarded in their academy setup, and like obviously, he had he was a load at Blackpool last season. Obviously, mm. playing against his old club, but I think yeah, you're right. Like he also was quite handy at right back. I felt he was getting up and down the pitch, wasn't he? And offering yeah. quite a bit down there. I think Mitchell was just a kind of sacrificial lamb. I think in a sense where like he just got books. I think he was like, well, you know, we need to go for the game now. We've just gone one nil down. I think you know he hooks him for that kind of reason. I think it wasn't necessarily to do with his performance. No, um, no, I, I, agree think with you. I thought he was all right down the right side, although he'd probably get more game time there in the next few weeks, mate, if um, a certain rumour comes true about Marlon Romeo as well. <laughs> Link with Portsmouth, isn't he? Hopefully. Well, yeah, you, you told me the other day that he might be going. And, well, and, you know, 
Mystic Mickey over there. <laughs> I was right though, brother, didn't it? So you know, it's um, yeah. I, I I think I think he needs to go. Um, and I'm not going to elaborate on that, but those who know know. Um, I just I just think there's better pl- better players for him, and he and it doesn't look as if he wants to play for us anymore. I think he needs a fresh um, challenge, doesn't he? I think he's kind of, kind of, yeah. He's kind of a bit like what Fred did a bit like you know Lewisham John, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They need something else, and I think he'd do all right at Portsmouth. Well, too. I think the thing is right. It's like obviously it's not going to be like a. It's not going to be a nice ending, unfortunately, if he does go. And obviously, you know, I think the relationship with the fans is kind of a bit up in the air a little bit with Romeo um, for, for reasons that we all know about. But you know. Broke into the scene in 2016 under Harris. And since then, you know, he was never present in our side at right back. But I think mm-hmm. Matt has just kind of, you know, put him to the sword a little bit. And I think he's kind of shown what he's about at right back that, you know, I think he can't really rival him, I think, there in that position for me. No, and I think the problem is with, with Millwall is that if you in any way don't start playing for the team how you're meant to, then the fans will turn on you. And... You know, um, when you do get an opportunity to play in the team after you've lost your position for a while, then that should where you be coming in, giving, you know, 200%. But unfortunately, both times he's played so far this season, he looks as if he's only given about 25%. Um, and, you know, that's never going to never gonna hold with, with the Millwall royalty, the Millwall faithful, whichever way you want to call them, mate. We, we're just not going to handle that. And, and it's time to say thank you for everything you've done. But time to jog on. Off you go. Yeah, it's a bit of a downward trend for him at the minute. You know, I think at the first he broke through, and and a couple of years ago, mate, at right back in the championship, like he was class. Like I could mm. see him getting the move to a, a decent championship side above us, for example. But now, you know, going to League One, I think that's probably his level in reality now from the way he's been playing his football. But he's only going you know, on alone, though, isn't it? It will probably be alone. I don't think he'll come back. I don't think he'll come. I think he's probably got a year left on his contract. So I reckon it'll be a case of you know he's twenty five years old, and I think probably you know he'll move on. He probably will come back to bite us one day. I'll be honest. Like, but they always do, don't they? Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, moving on from Romeo, obviously, mate. um, What did you make of the day? New message. Hey, girlfriend, it's Carol from Jury Duty. We never actually spoke, but I saw you ordered the same hoagie as me at lunch. What are the chances? Anywho, I heard you just got a boat. We should totally grab some hoagies and take it out for a spin. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Do I want to feel the wind in my hair? Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, seriously, let's ride on your boat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Atmosphere-wise, was right yesterday as well, wasn't it? Obviously, it's good, right there. It was okay, wasn't it? No, I mean, if we go back to our start of the day, we, we you know, we met down the blue in a pub and, and we went in the pub and, I mean, the pub's all right. It's a bit bit strange one. Um, they <laughs> stand <you> up. Know, <laughs> huh? All been done up, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I mean, so people know we've been in the Blue Anchor. Um, the people in there seem to be nice. Not too keen with the old bill bowling around in there as if they fucking got a free ticket to do whatever they want. Um, mm. And, you know, nothing changes in football. The old bill seem to think they're fucking special. I mean, it's Blackpool, for fuck's sake. They, they ain't exactly got a, a nasty firm they're bringing down. They're, they're a family club. Um, yet the old bill seem to be out claiming all their overtime and, and being busy cunts as they always are. But... What can you change it with? You know, um, we started in the Blue Anger. We had a few beers in there, headed up to the ground. Um, mm-hmm. Had a few more beers around there. And, yeah, the, the, the atmosphere, the people seem to be, you know, up for it. It seems to be good. Um, 
the ground seemed to be all right. It wasn't as busy as what maybe it should have been. But I think a lot of people aren't coming because we're playing a boring sort of football at the minute. Um, and, and, you know, and there's lots of other shit going on, which maybe we're, we're tipping to, you know, partly of, of what's come to light this week. But I just think people are are not happy with this boring football. And also, you don't want to pay your money to watch that sort of football, really, do you? you know, you're going to pick and choose what games you go to. Um, I know season ticket holders, you get no choice. You'll go or you won't go because you've already paid up. But a lot of people are paying a day and stuff, and there is an awful lot of that. I think they're pick and choose the games they want. I think away games will be a lot more busier this year. Um, you know, certain certain games like Wolves, I could see being quite a big one. Cardiff has always been a, a tricky one, really, because the traffic's bullshit. Um, it, it's always a pain in the ass getting to Cardiff. It always takes you fucking missions, but... We took 700 there. I could see it's probably taking a thousand, maybe more to West Brom. It's normally um, good away though, West Brom as well. That it's, it's normally enjoyable. I've been a couple of times since it's always a good laugh. And yeah, you're right away, and we normally pack it out, don't we? Though, yeah. And, and I just think you know, I think the day was good after the game and all that, a few more beers, all of this. But no, I just, I just think we won it by luck more than anything. And I know in football, you win games by you know, the the slightest bit of luck now and then, but I just think that we can't be going through the whole season like that. We've got to actually change what we're doing and, and play um, slightly. But I still think we need some new players. Could you, I um, think we'll get, we can get rid of one more, right? Yeah, if we can get rid of Romeo, get rid of Bod, um, maybe get rid of Thompson and then bring in a creative midfielder and possibly a striker. Um, even though this week he was saying that he was looking for another defender. But I think if we can do that, then um, yeah, I think we're, we're possibly on the right level. Yeah, I think it's... If, if, I think, well, yeah, we're a couple of players short. Sure, I agree with you. I think also if we move Romeo, like you're saying, you know, maybe, you know, I can free up some wages to bring someone else in. Do you think we'll replace him at right back? Or do you think maybe Mitchell will be like the second option there? Or I don't know. What's he, is his tack going to be? Can we get a right back in? Or Yeah, no, I think Danny Mack and... And um, Mitch will be take that position, or possibly um, move a couple of others what can possibly cope with it. But yeah, I don't think I don't think we replace. It. I think we need a, in saying that he probably might do, but I think we need an attacking um, creative midfielder and, and and a proven goal scorer. But then again, a phobia is a proven goal scorer to a degree if he's given the ball or, or he can get it up there to score. Mm. Um, I don't know, mate. It's one of them, isn't it? It's a mill of all, isn't it? I mean, I don't think we should judge it. Same as, you know, I've had talks with other bods and our Arsenal saying, look, you know, I don't think you should be judging your team yet until they're probably 10, 12 games in. Mm-hmm. Um, saying that, I did look at the Premiership. I, I was looking at the table today from Millwall and did have a look at the Premiership. And fuck me, I couldn't believe it. Arsenal sitting bottom of the league and scumbags across the river are fucking sitting top of the league. And you just think, fucking hell. Mm-hmm. I'd never have thought in my lifetime I would see, you know, that. But you know what? I am more than happy for Arsenal to carry on playing the shit football they are and they to come down because, one, they've never been relegated and, two, um, getting Arsenal at the den would be fucking superb. Um, and having them in the championship for a season or two would be absolutely superb. And I think it would just send poor old Robbie on AFTV into fucking meltdown. 
I don't think it'd ever happen, but you never know. No, Champions that, but it's like, I think they were. I hoped it last year when West Ham were in the same position this sort of time, and it never fucking exactly. happened. So, um, but, but obviously, after five games now, mate, we are seventeenth place. I know you're saying about the league table; it's hard to read into it until 10, 12 games, like we are, like I always say as well. But it's not been the best to start. So we would kind of conclude on it, is it? I think you know, five games in, if you said to me that we'd have had only one win, I probably would have thought we'd at least have a couple, and. Yeah, we've been competitive in the games. Obviously, Cardiff was unfortunate, and I think that was kind of an exception. Fulham were a class above us. But as a whole, I think Wright's got to look back on that and think, right, things have got to change, ain't they, going into the next few games after the international break, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And at home, we've got to either go to four four two or we've got to go more on a on an attacking style of football. Whether that's, you know, the four four two style or we're going, you know, Three three two, wherever if fucking three four two or whatever, we need to look at doing something. Um, three four two, <laughs> you know, don't add up. I know that I added that up, so I don't panic. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, we need to look at something where we go. We can't be playing the lone striker up top. We've got to be playing two up there with possibly Savile or someone sitting just behind the two strikers to give them the extra um, ammunition if they need it and start running at teams because at the moment us sitting back is just allowing people to come on. Look at Black yeah. yesterday, mate. Do you know what I mean? They had 10 men and they were sitting there as comfortable as fucking sitting in the garden drinking tea, mate. They they would just kept coming to us and going, it's luckily enough that they didn't have the skill possibly on the counter-attack to come right up. But they only needed to get one of those balls over and we'd have been fucked. We don't have the ability, <laughs> bless you, by the way, we don't have the ability <laughs> to break a play the teams down. That's the problem, like... I think we've got the players as well, though. It's just obviously the style of play that we've got is, you know, is get it to the Jed basically and see what he could do with it. And without him, I I'd hate to think where we'd be right now this season. On Kai's match vlog, we really need, you know, 11 or, or at least 10 Jed Wallaces um, to basically give the team that. that that fight and passion, what it needs. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Ray sat there in the week, didn't even lose it then, um, and said, you know, he told Morris and he told um, Murray and uh, and Jed that he's just going to go sign someone else called Wallace. Uh, <laughs> as long as it ain't Greg Wallace, then we'll be all right. Greg Wallace, he's a Mill fan, ain't he? He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he is. He's, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a big Mill fan, yeah. He's got a lion tail on his stomach. That's thumb. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, actually, yeah, I think. As I said, mate, it is kind of paper over the cracks yesterday, I feel like. And the five games in, the jury's out, I think, a little bit on the major. Rightly or wrongly, it is the case. And I think it's going to be a tough, obviously, you know, West Wales will be a tough game coming up. And, you know, they're flying at the top of the league. I think they've won four, drawn one. A bit like Fulham, I think they're kind of a step above us a little bit there. Um, and we just got to be competitive in them games, I think. And like the style of play we have in games like against Blackpool, it will probably suit us against West Brom. You know, we just got to compete and stay in the game. But we, especially games like Blackpool at home when we're down, when they're down to ten men, we just need to have a different tact or different something to go for. Because without Jed's free kick yesterday, we probably wouldn't have scored. I don't think. And I know obviously we got the goal towards the end, but I think we could have been playing for a couple of hours in open play and we'd never score a goal. I don't think. And that's the problem. And I think. It's just got to be addressed, hasn't it, mate? You're on mute, by the way. Yeah, and I there think you you're right. I think that's um, we're living all that bit. Um, I think you're right, and I think that's that's the problem we've got is that we have got people who can score because they've proven they can score, but sometimes it needs to be handed to them on a plate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
on that, I'm not taking it away from Jed. That was a class free kick. That was, you know, as good as anyone. And it was quite weird because we were talking about free kicks yesterday as well, weren't we, with um, Roberto Carlos, one what seemed to have been doing the rounds this week um, with, the, yeah. with the proper bend and the, and the turl. And again, you know, he, he managed to get that up and down and, and curled in on, on quite a short angle. Um and the way that these teams defend these free kicks now, um, he, he got he got a stroke of luck there. Um, he's a real talisman, isn't he? I think he, he's he's dead ball delivery. Like I think you know he's gotten so much better. They showed the goal against Blackpool uh, like six five years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. wasn't the greatest of free kicks, but you compare it to his free kicks now, mate. He's just he's different gravy with them, ain't he? And I think I, I think I even called it yesterday to you that he's going to score the goal there. Did I? I was like, it's going to be one one here. But then again, I'll say every time he's got a free kick. So like, if you keep saying, yeah, you were, yeah, you were. Shut up. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It's going to score this. It's going to score this. Going to score this. Going to score this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes. Um, yeah, no, it went in. It's just a shame that you don't know football um, that well. Um, you pretend you do on these shows. Here, but here if go. you look at the news at Den Prediction League, I am quite a few positions above Omar. Um, and uh, it's a it's a it's a sore subject for for Omar. So if you want to go on the news at Den website, obviously we're sponsoring uh, a prize there for second place. But it, it looks fairly safe that uh, Omar won't be winning that um, uh, for any love or money. It's a long season, mate. All right, it's a long season. <laughs> it is a long season at the moment, mate. I'm above you, so uh, that gives me the right to say you're losing in a minute, mate. Yeah, I am, pal. And the I fact am. is, thank fuck Kaye in here today. He's got other things he's busy that he's beating fucking both of us. I know. He's like top 10, ain't he? He's like, he's yeah, flying yeah, at the top yeah. up there. So, yeah. hey, good fun, though. It's always like, you know, like I said, we're, we're um, enjoying doing that sort of stuff anyway. And I hope people enjoy watching the content too. So, uh, yeah. It's all fun, isn't it? It's all fun. Um, I think we've got difficult games ahead now. I think he's That's starting it. to move into some big games we've got coming up. Uh, West Brom is definitely going to be a um, a non-easy game. Um, and hopefully we take enough people out there to become the 12th man. And hopefully we just um, play some, some proper football. Well, we are capable of playing. Um, it's as if Rarick just doesn't trust the team enough. But as I said, it could be that he knows the team a lot better than us. And, and the problem being is that a lot of the team isn't fully, fully fit yet. Possibly because there was... You know, there's, there seems to be going for all teams at the minute, COVID outbreaks and everything else. And also, we don't know what the long-term effects of once you've had COVID for a professional athlete, which none of us are. Um, but I just, you know, that I think there's a lot of a lot of stuff there. But at the moment, the football is fairly boring to watch. Uh, it's not the normal standard what we expect as Millwall fans. And hopefully it will change soon for the better. And um, and then we start moving up the league. Um, but I'm not throwing my cards in yet and going, oh, fucking hell, we're in a relegate or, or fucking hell, right out. I think it is what it is. Um, in the last two seasons, we made late moves. So uh, we'll have a go for that. I think, yeah, we just need to get a bit of momentum going. Hopefully, you know, it's a shame we've we got this win then and obviously we've got a break now. But I think also at the same time, we need the break to kind of work on things at the training ground. Only three players were on his national jury. So hopefully, you know, some time off, then obviously we can get into it and hopefully we can crack on, mate. So um, I think no, I've I think I've run my course, mate. I think... I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm hungover. I'm glad I've done this show today, but I've run my course here, I think. <laughs> I think we just, we'll end part one here. We'll come back part two. I've got 
couple of points to make on point part two, just okay. briefly, and then we'll um, we'll see it. So look, join us back after this. We'll see you in a bit. And welcome to part two, Mickey. You've got some points to make. No, just, uh, just a couple of things. I mean, first one first is obviously there was a. Um, if you don't know about it, you listen to this. You're not really on it. If you look on Mill Online or you look on on Hoff Two Forums, there was a meeting this week with a um, with a set of fans uh, who went to the club talking about um, the the knee and the booing. Um, and the club are putting their point across that it's affecting them and all that. We're not going to get into the bins and out. We, we haven't done for the last year and a half. So all I'm saying to you is, look, if you want to read up about it, you want to get involved in the debate, what's currently going on online, it's either on Mill Online or on Hoff. Um, you just need to search House of Fun Millwall or, or Mill Online, get yourself onto those groups and have a look uh, and join the debate there. If we do get involved in this, it will be as a separate show. Uh, not on one of these because um, a bit like football, we don't really want to put politics into into our shows at all. It's uh, individual choices and whatnot. So move that aside. Let's step forward. Um, well done to uh, Mill Berserkers yesterday as well. We had a um, a memorial in Bermondsey. What was firebombed this week? Um, and always uh, the Millwall fans stepped up to the plate and. Uh, Brooks and Reefs, yeah, the the memorial got cleaned up and they'd done a full service for it uh, yesterday before the game, about 10.30 on Saturday morning. So hats off to them. You know who you are. I'm not going to name check you. I haven't checked it if I can name check you and I don't see the point of. You know who you are. Other people know who you are. Well done. Round of applause. Um, and the person organising it, your kids putting the reefs down, done us all proud. And uh, thank you very much for that. And remember, we, we, we never forget. The fallen, um, whatever the circumstances, we will always remember them and never forget them. Um, so, yeah, thanks for that. Much appreciated for doing that on behalf of uh, the Millwall fans up and down the country and around the world. So thank you for that. The last point, really moving on, was there is an interesting point. I don't know if you saw it, Omar, from the Barnsley CEO. Uh, no, I didn't see it. Go on. And uh, he posted this. He said, uh, we really need players who want to play for Barnsley. We who want to be at the club and during the process this summer of looking to strengthen our club, we've really had some interesting situations. We reached agreements with three different Premier League clubs for three players we felt would be ideal for us in terms of their talent. One of these players told us we'd need to pay him 40% more to play for Barnsley. There was a short conversation. The second one basically told us he didn't agree with our style of play and that we'd need to change that if he was to come to us. Again, a very short conversation. The third one is the funniest one. We had, we had a signed transfer agreement. We agreed personal terms. We'd done the medical and the player was scheduled to do his media pieces before signing the contract. And then the player drove away. We were like, where did he go? And he just left the club. And I think that just sums up really how fucking hard it is to sign a player. You've signed him. You've done the medical. You've, you've print pre-scheduled all the media stuff for him. And the fucker gets in his... I'm going to use the alleged... Because most football players do allegedly drive Range Rovers. Um, mm -hmm. And he jumped in his Range Rover and he just fucked off. Change of heart. Oh. That's that's harsh. Um, and, you know, maybe transfers to get hold of players are that difficult. Um, 
I'd love to get someone on. If you're listening from the club, I'd love to get someone on, possibly, or, or someone who, who knows. We've got possibly a couple of ideas. Someone who knows about transfers, just to, to let us know, maybe, um, in future months or so, to do, you know, come on and talk to us about it. But it'd be interesting to see about transfers, how hard mm-hmm. they are. I know we spoke about it before, but that, to me, it's not our club. It's Barnsley. Um, but three players and three different answers and just shows us how far up the road are some of these players are and also how arrogant and fucking obnoxious they are just to drive away with, you know, no reasoning, no explanation, no nothing. Um, Again, this is all hearsay. It's allegedly what happened. We don't have two sides of the story. We just have one side. But I just thought it was an interesting point maybe to end the show on and just say um, sometimes we might not know the full story um, on what goes on, but hey-ho, it is what it is. So um, check out the website, follow us on social, uh, get in touch, leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment on your podcast provider if you're listening to this on your podcast. Um, we produce shows twice weekly. We bring it out on Sunday at midnight and we bring another one out on Wednesday at midnight. Uh, if you've got a view, you want something covered on the show, get in touch. You can email us either Mickey or Omar at that millpodcast.com and it's as simple as that. And remember, we are only doing this where we are because of you guys listening. So much appreciated. And I think that is it. Omar's going to go back to bed and chill out before Definitely. a family engagement this afternoon and relax and chill. And, uh, and I'm going to go and take the fucking beast for a walk who amazingly hasn't barked during this podcast this week. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, thanks for watching, like Mickey said. And uh, yeah, I'm going to bed. See you later. <laughs> That's it from us. And uh, see you next week. We'll, we'll see you Thursday. Have a good week. See you then. International Metro by T-Mobile and save more. Get the new iPhone SE now with 5G at the lowest price in prepaid. Just $99.99. I post a lot. And thanks to the iPhone SE with 5G and advanced 4K camera, I'm snapping and sharing while my followers are smashing the like button. Switch and get the iPhone SE for just $99.99. Only at Metro. Save more versus national prepaid brands. Limited time offer in store only. Price for 64 gigabyte model with eligible port, $60 plan and ID. See 5G device coverage and access details at MetroByT-Mobile.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Oh, please, he's just another RV League-educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.